Welcome to the Closing Culture Podcast. I am your host, Sean Slaughter, real estate agent and investor. This real estate podcast goes on top of the roof, behind the wall, and under the flow to show you how real estate really works. Welcome to the Closing Culture Podcast. I am your host, real estate agent and investor, Sean Slaughter. And of course, on this podcast, we talk real estate. We talk money. We talk finances. We talk wealth creation. And today, I want to talk about the litany of lawsuits that are set to change the real estate world as we know it. And honestly, as a real estate agent, I'm paying really, really close attention to this um, because this could really change how real estate agents do real estate, but it can also change you, the person that wants to buy or you want to sell a house, this can really alter how that is done um, in the future. And what I want to do is I want to go over the, um, just really briefly, because I don't want to bore you, um, the original lawsuit, Sitzer, Burnett, and Morell um, filed lawsuits back in 2019. And basically, what they complained was that brokerages and the National Association of Realtors, which is the biggest association that has, you know, uh, millions of real estate agents underneath it, conspired to inflate commissions. And basically what they're saying is, is that, you know, in this country when, uh, well, they're saying a couple different things. You know, uh, prices go up, right? Because the economy is strong and people are buying things and, you know, prices inflate. And then when prices go down because maybe there's a recession or people are, you know, pulling money back, just go down. And what they're saying is, is that real estate commissions never increase or decrease because brokerages and the National Association of Realtors have conspired to keep those commissions at a certain level. And they lost the lawsuit. In, um, in 2023, towards the end of 2023, altogether $1.8 billion was awarded to the plaintiffs. Then after that, Lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit start popping up in New York, in Kansas City, in South Carolina, in Texas, in Georgia, in Florida, and uh, Pennsylvania. Where else? Cali, uh, Missouri again. And so lawsuits are now popping up all over the place. Again, alleging that. Um, these brokerages, these individual real estate teams are being sued as well. Not just big brokerages, but small brokerages, real estate teams, the National Associated Realtor colluded to inflate commissions. And one of the major ways that they said this was done, and this is key, and I need you to really listen to this. One of the major ways that they said was done was because of the a thing known as um, cooperative sharing of commission. And here's how this works. 
as of right now, uh, if somebody wants to sell their house, I go to their house, do the walkthrough, do a, a listing presentation. And when it's time to talk about the commissions, um, typically most realtors will say, you know, the commission is, is 6%. Uh, that, of course, is always negotiable, but it's 6%, 3% comes to me. And then 3% goes to the buyer's agent that brings us a buyer. So ideally what's happening is, and what's happened probably for the last 100 years, is that the seller is paying the commission for their agent and the buyer's agent. Now you would say, why doesn't the buyer pay their own real estate agent, right? Well, outside of tradition, the... The reason that the seller pays the buyer's agent commission is because it helps sellers purchase the house, particularly for first time home sellers, um, veterans, those that are not coming to table with a huge chunk of money. Right. So kind of think about it like this. Here's here's what happens. A home seller is selling their house and they're going to make, I don't know, 50 grand. 60, 70, 80 grand, but they have to, you know, pay a 6% commission and their commission could be $14,000, $15,000, right? So they're able to pay that commission out of their proceeds. And is it a pretty big hit? Yeah, it is. Um, the buyer, as they're coming in, the buyer has a couple of charges that they have to pay as well. They typically have to pay a loan down payment. Unless you're a veteran, you get a VA loan. Um, but if you're getting a FHA loan, three and a half percent down, if you're getting a conventional loan, it could be 3% to 20% down. So the buyers bring a big chunk of money for their down payment and their closing costs, which are, you know, three and a half, three to three and a half percent of the house price. So ideally a buyer could be showing up to the table with, let's just say, I don't know, 10,000, $12,000 to purchase the house. Now, if they had to pay their agent as well, you can add another six, seven, eight, nine thousand dollars to that. Now, the buyer is now coming to the table having to pay nineteen thousand dollars. And for first time home buyers, for those that don't own a home, because if you own a home and you're moving up to another home and you have some equity, then you can, you know, sell your house. And if the buyer is paying their own commission, they can pay their commission, their down payment, so on and so forth, and still have some money left over to purchase that new house. But many buyers don't have that, right? They haven't lived in a house for 10, 15 years, built up $100,000 worth of equity, and now want to buy a new house. Uh, many buyers are buying houses for the first time or VA buyers, or even if they're transitioning, they might buy a house and stay in a house for two or three years and then leave and buy another house and don't have enough equity to cover, um, you know, uh, listing the house and then also paying um, their real estate agent to help them find a new. So what do I feel about this? What are my thoughts on what this can do to the real estate industry? How is it going to affect buyers and sellers? Here's my thoughts. All right. Um, 
it's going to affect everybody. And I'm going to go down each group and show you how it's going to affect you. Number one, it's going to affect sellers. If sellers are not going to pay the buyer's commission, then they are reducing the pool of buyers that will buy their house. Now, the reason that sellers um, are doing this because they're saying we're paying too much, right? We're paying a 6% commission um, and we want to pay less than that. We only want to pay our real estate agent. We only, only want to pay 3% and I get that. But what I would say is if you reduce the pool of buyers for a product, then eventually if that house is sitting on the market for long enough, you're going to mark that house down. And typically, you'll mark that house down. Let's say you have a $350,000 house and um, it's been sitting on the market for 60 days. There's not a big pool of buyers coming through the house because now buyers have to pay their own commission, which reduces the amount of buyers. So now your agent, after 60 days, most people that look at a house that's been sitting around for a while and hasn't sold, they say, what's wrong with it? So your house is now day by day by day being viewed in a poor light. That real estate agent may reduce your house from 350 to 340. You've just lost 10 grand off the rip. Now, the 3% commission that you would pay a buyer's agent, or let's, let's just take the whole 6% commission. Let's take the whole 6%. The 6% commission of $350,000, say 369, is going to be about was it between 18 and 21 grand, somewhere around that, right? Um, because every every $100,000 of the house is going to be $6,000. So that six times three is 18,000. And then y'all do the rest. I guess you have that, right? And so um, between 20 and 25 grand, right? So you've already dropped the house price by 10. All right. Um, and if that house sits longer, you'll drop the house price again, maybe by five, maybe by seven. And so some of the savings that you thought you would get, now you're losing because you're dropping your house price because there's not enough buyers. So that's the first thing that'll happen for sellers. For buyers, or that's the main thing that'll happen for sellers. For buyers, I have buyers that typically in their minds believe that they have to have like 20, 25, $30,000 to buy a house. And they don't buy a house because of that, because of that barrier to entry. And so it makes them renters. Well, if buyers now have to come to the table because they have to pay their loan down payment, three and a half percent, they have to pay their closing costs, three to three and a half percent, and they have to pay, pay an agent 3%. Now they're paying almost 10%. So on a $300,000 house, they have to come to the table with $30,000. Buyers are not coming to the table with that money, especially first-time home buyers, uh, you know, new VA buyers, um, even FHA buyers. Um, it's just, it's too much expense. You have to save up $30,000 to buy a house. $20,000 to buy a $200,000 house is not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So those buyers will now be longer term renters. 
All right. So for investors like me, this is going to be great because you're going to be reducing the home purchasing population and you'll be increasing the renting population. All right. Now, as an investor, that's wonderful. But as somebody that thinks that um, home buying is one of the greatest things that you can do in this country, it's one of the ways that the majority of people leave any money to their children or pass down any assets is usually their home or the equity in their home. I think it's going to be a travesty that buyers will now be priced out of buying because they can't pay their agent. And even if their agent adjusts the commission to two and a half or two percent, um, still, it's going to be a very, very expensive go for buyers. Real estate agents. Um, during COVID, there was like a 50% increase in real estate agents. And ever since COVID um, has left, right, um, and everything is open, there's been just a exodus of real estate agents out of the real estate industry. Why? Because doing real estate is really hard. Okay. It's very difficult. Well, I think if buyers now have to pay their agents, you're going to get an even greater reduction in real estate agents, right? And of course you have listing agents and you have buyers agents. You have agents that only list houses. You have agents that only work with buyers. I do both. Most agents do both, right? You kind of get it where you get it where you can fit in. Um, but you're going to have agents, even more agents, leaving the real estate industry. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing because the real estate industry is uh, industry is filled. It's um, it's actually oversaturated with real estate agents. Right? Um, I did a post where I talked about how what was it ninety was it ninety five percent of real estate agents sell five houses or fewer. So it's just too many real estate agents. But real estate agents are not going to be able to get paid, um, particularly if you're working with buyers, because, you know, the commission that you typically would get, you're going to have to either, you know, lower your commission to really, really low or find another job. Right. Or find a part time. So that's going to affect that. And then lastly, brokerages. Right. And what brokerages typically do, real estate brokerages, they get as many agents as possible, get them in, get them in, get them in, get them in. And um, again, 95% of those agents are doing 95, um, 95% of those agents are doing five homes or less. The 20% is typically the 20% of the agents are doing 80% of all the work. So now these brokerages are going to now be smaller, which again, I don't think is a necessarily bad thing, but it's just going to be just a transformation into how brokerages, like I had a mindset of, uh, you know, opening a brokerage one day. And now I'm contemplating that because I'm like, man, you know, how do I sustain if my agents aren't making money? Because most brokerages are taking, charging fees or taking a percent of the commission that their agents are making. And so how does a brokerage sustain? And then on top of that, all the liability and insurance costs and things like that, it's going to be very, very, very expensive to run a brokerage. So, um, that's kind of what's going on. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Um, of course, the NAR and these other brokerages have appealed. For the original cases, some real estate brokerages just went ahead and said, all right, we'll go ahead and pay the fee. And they've paid you know, hundreds of millions of dollars um, in settlement fees. 
The National Association of Realtors, let me not leave them out. They're an organization that in order to be called a realtor, you have to sign up with them in order, and, 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 and also to get access to the MLS, you have to be um, with the National Association of Realtors. And I'm already seeing alternatives to NAR pop up where brokerages are now saying, do not join the NAR, right? The NAR is basically a lobbying group for real estate agents. They lobby, we, you know, part of our fees goes to them lobbying on our behalf and things like that. And, um, but now alternate groups are popping up. Brokerages are not joining the NAR. Some are saying, telling their agents that's not required. Uh, we need an alternate access to get to the MLS. So a lot of things is happening. A lot of things is happening. I'm keeping my eye on it. Um, currently, as I talk to clients, of course, I tell them that, you know, these commissions are negotiable. Um, today, I was actually looking at a listing for a client and and just, just to kind of show you in real practice. And um, this couple who I hate seeing when they list houses because they just they're so cheap and um, they're not paying. Their seller is not paying the buying agent anything. So as I, uh, and it's a house that I'm taking my client to go see. We're seeing three houses. When I take them to that house, one of the things I'm going to have to tell her, because she already has from her lender some estimates on closing costs and money that she has to bring to the table. So she already knows, okay, I have to bring, I think she has to bring between 13 to 15 grand to the table. If she likes that house, I'm going to have to tell her, hey, there's one caveat. The seller's not paying my commission for this home. So you're going to have to pay the 3% this home, the $350,000 house. So go ahead and take the 15 grand that she already has to pay and, you know, just add another 10 to 12 grand to that. And so now she goes from bringing 15 grand to the table to 25 to 28 grand for that one house because then the buyers can. All right. So it'll be interesting. Uh, I'll continue to give you some updates um, as things go on. But this is Closing Culture. Again, I'm your host, Sean Slaughter. Be good to yourself. Be good to someone.